you're fed up with the nine to five. You've been working hard for years and you're just not seeing the results you want. You want to break free from the traditional career, but don't know how. Business Breaks is here to help. Hello, everyone. This is Business Breaks and I am your host, Dante Healy. My guest today is Brandon Leibowitz, a digital marketing strategist specializing in social media, SEO, or search engine optimization, and Google Ads. So when I visited Brandon's website, seooptimizers.com, it's clear to me he is really passionate about leveraging his expertise to help business owners looking to increase traffic to their websites and also build up some lead generation for their businesses using digital media channels. And I have to say, it's really great to see such enthusiastic success stories from your clients, Brandon. And for me, SEO is a topic of personal interest. So I'm very excited to hear you discuss your expertise, particularly in the latest SEO trends, as well as the lessons you've gained from social media marketing. So Brandon, welcome to Business Breaks. Thank you for having me on today. It's a pleasure. To start off, I'd like to get a bit of your backstory. So what made you decide to start your career in SEO and social media marketing? I just kind of fell into it. wasn't planning on it, but got my degree in business marketing. And the first job I got out of school was helping a company out with their digital marketing and helping out with their SEO, like social media, doing paid ads. And after working there for a few months, just realized everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And there's a lot of different ways to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. This is back in 2007. So after working there for a few months, just realized, let me just stick with this SEO thing and work at different advertising agencies as the director of SEO. And before work or after work on my lunch breaks, I'd work on my own company and was able to build it up to eventually be able to quit my job and focus solely on this and been doing that ever since. That's brilliant. And what do you find most rewarding when working as a digital marketing consultant? I like helping businesses get them to that next level and watching their traffic grow and helping them just tap into that free traffic that they're able to get. That's great. And then speaking of free traffic and SEO, what do you think are the business are biggest challenges Sorry, you faced when implementing digital solutions? such as uh, creating an SEO strategy, and how do you go about tackling that? Um, well, when I first started doing it, I was just trying to learn what SEO is, how it works, how Google works, trying to figure out what they're looking for, and then just trying to figure out a game plan because every website's different. So got to look at each website individually and just try to figure out what's working, what's not working, and how to get them to that level that they desire to be at. But it's not really a one-size-fits-all. So always starts off with the website analysis, just trying to figure out where... You are versus the competitors and how to get you to that next level that you're trying to trying to be at. So when you're looking at a business and you're trying to give them a good digital presence, how do you make sure that the website you're working on is optimized for those conversions, that they get enough traffic and not just traffic, but the relevant traffic? How do I make sure they're getting more traffic? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to get, or how do I make sure the traffic converts into I mean, the end goal is to get is to convert the traffic into revenue, right? So I guess when you mention optimizing your website for conversions, which I think is the key goal of SEO, how do you go about that? Yeah, so SEO doesn't really play too much into the conversion rate optimization, but I've learned over the years is that doing SEO, ranking websites on Google will get you more traffic, but traffic doesn't mean that you're going to get more 
sales, leads, phone calls, whatever that conversion goal is. So got to optimize your website to convert that traffic into sales, which a lot of business owners don't really think about, which is kind of interesting. They'll build a website that looks nice, but they don't think about trying to get more sales. So you just got to make sure your website's optimized for people and it looks good. It loads quickly. It's easy to navigate through. You're not going to get lost or buried. And usually you got to simplify things, especially for mobile, since the majority of the traffic comes from mobile nowadays. So less is better in mobile. You want to have it too cluttered with too much information and got to have all the pertinent information at the top of your website because most people will never scroll down on the website. So if you have your call to action below the fold, many people have to scroll. You already lost over half the people that came to your website because they're not going to scroll. So having that conversion, that call to action above the fold, very, very important. The buy now or add to cart or call today or email or form or whatever that conversion goal is has to be above the fold. You got to put a call to action. I mean, a value proposition, letting people know what's in it for me. What am I going to get out of using your website or using your product or services? So what's going to differentiate you and help you stand out versus the competitors? But just having all information at the top above the fold is really important because over half your traffic, 70% of people will never scroll down on the website. So you already lost half your visitors if you have the call to action below the fold and things like that. So to make sure it's easy to navigate through too, because when we look at a website, it's pretty easy to know where to go. But if you've never been to that website before and you ask someone to go to this page, you'll see where they get lost on the journey. And then you can try to figure out how to make it easier and more more streamlined to get to that whatever action is that you want them to take. Thanks, Brandon. And yeah, that's something people who start out in doing a website probably think, oh, I, I think this will make sense and I really enjoy this feature. So just put it in there. But they don't think about the end goal. And yeah, SEO is pretty important. So in terms of SEO, what strategies have you found are working in 2022? So what are the trends with SEO? Because I guess it's an evolving game. No, no, Google changes their algorithm every single day. So it's just trying to keep up to date with all the changes, but really they're just changing the algorithm to stop spam. So as long as you're not doing anything spammy or and that seems like a little too good to be true, then you should be fine. But SEO is like a puzzle. I would say there's a lot of pieces of this puzzle, but some pieces are a lot bigger than others. And the content on your website is very, very important. Got to have good original content on every single page on your website and content meaning text, not images, not videos. Google can't read that yet, but they, they're trying to, but they rely on text. So the more text, the better. But unfortunately, they don't care what you put on your website because they don't believe you are who you say you are. So they want you to build that trust up. And the way to build trust is by getting backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google gives to you and the higher they're going to rank you. So for example, like if you're reading an article on Forbes.com and in there it says Brandon Leibowitz, and you click on that and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from Forbes.com. So the more websites that link to you that are relevant and authoritative, the more trust you're going to be able to get from Google. And then they look at those keywords to figure out what to rank you for. That makes sense. And so if, for example, as you say, you're writing an article for Forbes and they put your profile to link to the article, ideally you'd want some way for them to link from Forbes back to your website. And that gives your website more authority. Yeah. The more clickable links that point to your website from other people's websites, the higher you're going to rank. So Back to Forbes, like if in that Forbes article, you're reading it in that article somewhere, it says Brandon Leibowitz, then you click on that and it goes to my website, then I'd be getting the backlink from Forbes.com. Makes sense. Thank you. 
And then one of the key fundamentals of SEO is ensuring that an online business can match a potential customer's search intent. So you mentioned about having a lot of text. How do you go about researching to make sure you have the right keywords in your articles and your web pages to to increase that uh, search visibility? There's a lot of different tools out there that will help you out keyword research, but Google gives you one for free. It's called the Google Keyword Planner. And it'll show you how many people search for your keyword every single month. So you could have a list of keywords that you think you want to rank for, throw them into the Google Keyword Planner, and they'll show you how many people actually search for that. So maybe you think this is a really good keyword, then you throw it into the tool and you see that only five people search for it every single month. But if you use a singular or a synonym or a plural, you might get five hundred people searching every single month for that keyword. So you gotta do the keyword research and figure out which keywords get search volume. And throwing one or two keywords into that Google Keyword Planner will give you a list of hundreds of other keywords that are related to that. So essentially you just need a couple keywords, throw them into the Google Keyword Planner. And it's gonna give you a lot of ideas. So then you just gotta go through and figure out which ones are relevant and incorporate that into your content. Thanks, Brandon. And then when businesses are just starting out, they're not likely to be as established online but will need to compete with other businesses who have already established their online presence, probably have a few backlinks already set up. So what techniques do you recommend for, I guess, a new website to actually get them up and running faster and get into those results? And to what extent, I'll start with that and then I'll follow up. Sorry. No, yeah, I would say work on the content and the backlinks. Without good content on your website, Google's not going to know what keywords you're trying to rank for. And without those backlinks, Google's not going to trust you. So backlinks are really number one. If you don't build backlinks, nothing else really matters to Google. They're not going to trust you or believe that you are who you say you are. So I would say if you're a brand new website, got to really get the backlinks going and then work on the content, work on all the other technical stuff, make sure your website loads quickly, that you have like a title tag and description and schema and alt tags and all this really technical stuff. But most important is those backlinks and the content on your website. Thank you, Brandon. And you mentioned a whole list of things that are very technical and they sound like a lot of work. So (laughs) I'd rather get someone else doing that, as they say. And then you mentioned about doing competitor analysis. So What's the approach you take in terms of getting to that effective strategy and knowing how to compete against similar businesses online? Well, the first thing is making sure you know who your competition is, because a lot of people will come to me saying, here's a list of my competitors. And I'll look and none of them rank on Google. So I'm like, these might be your competitors offline, but online is different. Like if you're a restaurant and you're searching on Google and a bunch of restaurants appear, but also Yelp appears, Yelp is technically your competitor if they're ranking on that first page of Google or if a Wikipedia article appears, whatever's on that first page of Google, those are your competitors. And you need to figure out what they've done to get to that level because if they're not a direct competitor, if they're ranking for your keywords, that is who you need to compete with. So I take all those websites, make a list of who's on that first page of Google for your keywords and throw them into different tools like the to look at their backlinks. So there's tools like Moz or SEMrush or Ahrefs that will show you any website's backlinks. And then one by one, you start looking at all of your competitors' backlinks and start seeing who's linking out to your competitors because they're on that first page of Google. It's more than likely because of those backlinks and other stuff, but more than likely those backlinks are a big, big variable in it. So if you can see what their backlinks are, you can start trying to acquire them on your own and building the trust up from Google. 
Thank you. And in terms of backlinks, does it make a lot of sense to say, for example, create a article or a post on a social media platform like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn? Do those backlinks count as well? Or would you be looking at something like Medium? Do they help with your SEO to an extent? Or would you be looking to go on more higher authority websites like a Forbes in order to get those high authority backlinks? Yeah, social media doesn't count. Google's blocked from all social media. Google can't see what's happening on social media. So social media is not going to help out. Medium, all that stuff. There's no relevancy. Everything comes back to relevancy with the backlinks. So if you're on just a general site like Forbes or Medium, I mean, they have some authority, but there's no relevancy. If you're a doctor, you need other websites that are related to you. So you need other health-related websites. You don't want just a general website to link to you because there's no relevancy there. It's not bad, but it's not good. Relevancy is number one. Relevancy is the most important. The more related it is to you, the better off it's going to be. And then authoritativeness. How big is the website? Like my website is good. I give you a backlink, but it's not the same quality as like a Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur. So the bigger the website, the more SEO value. But relevancy is number one. You got to make sure they're from related sites. That's great to know. And really valuable for me because I did have a plan to actually start writing uh, articles on social media. But if it doesn't help, then that saved me a lot of time and effort. (laughs) Although there will be probably some benefits, but not SEO related, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully with the social media, you post articles on there, people read it and then go to your website. But it's not going to help you rank higher in Google. But it is going to get you traffic, which we all want traffic. So posting on social media is not bad. It's just not going to help out with SEO. But it's definitely going to help you get more eyeballs to your website and on your content. So it's definitely a good thing. You want to incorporate social media. Thanks, Brandon. Because you're running your own business. You've obviously reached a high level in your area of expertise. So whilst you've been doing digital marketing, you've been fortunate enough to start with something you found a passion for. What have been the critical skills that have helped you in your career to get you to where you are now? Just being determined and just working hard and not giving up and just being really determined and just knowing that it's going to take a lot of time to take more work to get to this level. And once you get to this level, it's even more work than working at a nine to five job, but you just got to just be determined and work before work, after work, and just keep working at it. And the biggest thing is just like not just jumping ship right away, but waiting until you establish yourself a little bit more before you just quit your job because you never know what's going to happen. And it's always good to have some stability there. So true. You have to have a plan and it saves a lot of pain if you have a good strategy behind it. So in terms of your career, what's the single lesson you think you've learned that everyone should know at some point in their life? Ask for help from others. Get a mentor. I mean, that's really helped out a lot is getting other people that have been experienced in business. doesn't have to be your business, but someone that's done something similar and they can help guide you along your journey and you can learn from their mistakes and try to avoid them and learn from what's worked for them and try to incorporate what's worked into your business. But definitely getting a mentor or getting someone to help out really has been such a big game changer. Brilliant. And so true. (laughs) It does, it does create a great shortcut when you can learn from other people's experiences, not that you don't experience your own struggles and, and that's part of the journey. You have to enjoy the struggle to an extent, but 
I think it eliminates a lot of pain. And if you're impatient, it's a great shortcut at times, just knowing uh, things that mentors can see based on their experience. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And then when you go through those painful periods, or shall we say the challenging moments, the setbacks, how do you manage to self-regulate your emotions through that experience and just, for want of a better word, power through it? Yeah, I mean, you just got to know that you got to learn from your mistakes and just take them as lessons and don't look at them as a mistake. I mean, sometimes they're tough to push through, but you just got to look at everything as an opportunity to learn and grow from it and then avoid doing that in the future. But just take everything as a lesson instead of just beating yourself up over it because going to do more harm dwelling on it versus just taking it as a lesson and then moving on and just going forward from there and yeah very wise words and uh, i feel like it comes from experience and yeah i think we all have those lessons and the quicker you can pick yourself up the sooner you can get closer to your ultimate goal i agree thank you and then in terms of uh career advice you mentioned mentors so What's the best piece of career advice you've received from one of your mentors? Probably maybe simplify my website because SEO is a little complicated. So my website used to have a ton of information and too many different services and less is better. It's like you go to a restaurant and there's 10 pages to choose from a food or a restaurant. And there's one page and one page is going to be easier to go through. 10 pages, you're going to get lost. You're not going to know where to go. You're like, oh, I want this or this, or I don't know what I want, but one page. It's like, all right, here's what I have to offer. This is what you get to choose from. It's simple and it's more streamlined and it's less confusing. So sometimes just less is better and not overcomplicating things. Brilliant. Yeah, Uh, I'd, I'd attest to that. It also shows that you know what you're doing because you're focusing on, say, a few dishes. Whereas if you if you have too many dishes, then you not just on your menu and the customer experience, but also in the restaurant itself, in the kitchen, people have to have more ingredients. They have to be doing many different cooking techniques, I imagine. And it just overcomplicates everything. It adds unnecessary overhead. So, yeah, I think simplification, it works across the whole value stream. Completely agree. And then from your perspective, what's the most important personality trait to be successful in digital marketing? I would say just being determined and not giving up and just pushing through and just keep on trying because there's going to be those ups and downs and a lot of people hit those downs and just get discouraged. But yeah, just push through and keep going and keep going and just know that this is temporary. Everything will pass and everything will be all right in the long run as long as you do the right things. But just don't get discouraged and just be determined and just have that tenacity to just keep going and have that drive to just know this is what I want to do. And it's not going to be easy, but nothing is easy in life. That's worth it. So got to push for it and really spend that time. Thanks, Brandon. And yeah, in these times, it's, it's a great message to have just determination because there will be setbacks in life. That um, So thank you very much, Brandon, just to wrap up. I guess a few personal questions. So what do you like to do in your spare time when you're not researching SEO and digital marketing strategies? Uh, I like to skateboard, snowboard, travel, go to the beach because I live close to the beach. So try to go down there often and concerts and just get that work-life balance because if you're just working and sitting behind the computer all day, it's not good. So 
got to get that balance and get some disconnect and just some mental resets and just recharge. And it's really important. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Recovery is is critical. And then in terms of books, would you mind recommending your top three books that my listeners would benefit from and why you'd recommend them? Well, I mean, well, one for digital marketing I really like is Always Be Testing, I think it's called. And that one just shows you that you have to be testing all the time because you never know what's going to work and there is no perfect website. So once you have your website built, then you start testing it and say, all right, let me move the add to cart button up a couple pixels or a couple inches and let me see, does that increase conversions? Does that decrease conversions? And if it increases conversions, great, then move it up and then run another test and say, all right, maybe if I change the font size, let's see if this has an impact. But you got to be testing and testing. Or you move it up a couple inches and then you realize it dropped conversion. So you push it back down and then do a new test. But you have to be testing all the time your website to just see what works, what doesn't work. And it's just a learning process. And another good book is... The power of now, just trying to live in the moment. I think that's probably helpful for business owners. Just realize that everything will pass and that this is just a road bump and a hiccup. And as long as you just keep going through it and push through, it'll be okay. But just don't dwell on the past and don't worry too much about the future and just try to live in the moment. And yeah, those are two really good ones I've read. I forgot the other ones because I have a lot of audiobooks. I just have them on and don't look at the titles all the time. But try to do a lot of like self-help and like document or just autobiographies about people's lives. Cause I feel like that's interesting to learn and just try to learn as much, but I really read like a lot more blogs because that's where I'm going to get more like SEO techniques and tips because with digital marketing, it's kind of tough to write a book because by the time you write and publish a book, half that stuff is probably outdated because with digital, there is no constant. It's always changing, especially SEO. I mean, SEO changes every single day. So it's kind of tough. So usually I'm reading up on like blogs and articles and joining like Facebook groups are pretty good and forums and just trying to read as much as I can and learn as much as I can about what's going on in the world of digital. Thanks, Brandon. And I love that third tip. Um, I'm actually looking, it's on my bucket list to write a book, but would you suggest if I'm looking to just build my authority, I should focus on maybe having articles in chapters and create that on my blog first rather than and maybe plan for my book later would that help me get to where i need to be which is i guess building my audience oh i mean you can't publish content multiple times so if you publish all your content for your book on blogs and then you try to publish your book then it becomes stupid content if you publish it online so google really prides itself on original content so if you're sharing all that content on multiple places it's not going to be a good time, but you should definitely be blogging on your website to keep it updated and have just offer value. That's the main thing is just offer value in your blogs. doesn't matter what you're talking about, just offer value. Don't promote yourself. Never promote yourself. Just give out useful tips. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that useful tip. <laughs> and in terms of yourself, uh, do you have any projects you're working on that you'd like to share with my listeners? I mean, I'm thinking, like you said, thinking of writing a book, but not there yet. But trying to get that as the next thing to do, but just been trying to push out as much good content, creating videos and classes about different topics and just trying to get out that stuff right now. But book is definitely up there as well. 
Yeah. And I'm looking forward to reading it. And just let me know when you're about to launch it. Happy to have you back on the show to talk about it when you're ready. Right. And uh, thank you very much for this very insightful conversation. So I would just like to ask if any of the listeners are interested in reaching out to you, where's the best way to find you and connect with you online? Well, I actually create a gift for all your listeners. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com. That's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes that I've done over the years. I've thrown them all up there for free so they can watch that anytime, see step-by-step step how to do a lot of stuff that we talked about. And also if they want to book some time for a free website analysis, I'm happy to check out the website from an SEO point of view and let them know what's working, what's not working, and how to get them to that level that they want to be at. And they can book some time on my calendar on that page as well. Brilliant. And I'd advise you guys, if you're interested in optimizing your website for more traffic, check it out. It will be in the show notes. So Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on Business Breaks. Thank you for having me on today. This podcast shares experiences and insights gained from business, IT, and digital finance. Hosted by two leaders who have made the leap themselves, this show is dedicated to helping listeners think differently about their career aspirations. 